Is there an imbalance in your brand galaxy? A disconnect between the internal and external message of your brand? Introducing Masters of the Brandiverse, a weekly show where business leaders can find the marketing tools they need to catapult to the next level. Join co-hosts Nick Coleman and myself, Graham Skaggs, as we give you strategies and concepts to successfully build a powerful brand. Welcome to Masters of the Brandiverse. Hello, I'm Nick Coleman, co-host of Masters of the Brandiverse. In this episode, we'll share with you this powerful tool that you can use to boost the brand of your business. Join us to find out how you can have happier employees, happier customers, and a thriving business. So um, today we're going to talk about the relationship between your brand and your culture mm-hmm. and why it's important to get the two on the same page. Uh, if they're not, al- it's basically think of, you know, when you align your brand, and your culture, it's like a superpower. Like mm-hmm. you can get so much more done. Your company can be more successful. But if they're not in alignment, your customers are going to experience negative feelings about your brand and your company. That's right. So um, we're going to first, before even going deeper into the relationship between culture and brand, we, we first need to talk about what a brand is and what a culture is, just so that we're all on the same page, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, branding, the difference between branding now and say like even a few years back, it's, it's really all about communication, right? It's what people are communicating about that brand. Mm. So it's really mm-hmm. the perception of the public, it's the perception of the people that work for the brand. It's it's even more so now important than it was before just because of the internet. If you really think about it, now more and more people can go online, they can leave reviews, they can mm-hmm. go on to different chat forums. There's many more avenues for people to communicate their feelings about that brand than mm-hmm. there was ever before, right? So, so for me, that has really been the shift in terms of branding, that it's really about what people say that your brand is. So it's the perception people have about your brand. No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I couldn't be more on the same page. What, what are some things that branding is not that people might think it is? Well, it's not your logo, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Uh, it's not your name. It's not the images that you use. Right. It's not even the language that you're using on your website, your print, wherever it is that you're marketing your business. It's none of those things. Really, those are just kind of outward facing symbols of your brand. Right. When you have like the alligator or, or you know, whatever, the polo, the guy on the horse doing polo. Those mm-hmm. are just the symbol of your brand. But it's mm-hmm. not necessarily what your brand is. Branding is really what people's perception of your brand is. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the people we have in the office, our creative director, will will say, a brand is not what you say you are, it's what they say you are, mm-hmm. what your customers say you are. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, lot of truth in that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a person. I mean, their reputation isn't what they say it is, <laughs> right? It's what yeah. other people around them say it is, right? Mm-hmm. So they might go around and say, well, my reputation is I'm an honest, I'm an honest person, and then, but really all the people around them their experience of that person is they're constantly lying so their Mm -hmm. reputation is a liar so it's the same thing with a brand it's the same exact thing that's a good point Mm -hmm. yeah um so as i kind of go a little bit deeper you know one of the things that we've arrived at at digital blue beagle which Mm -hmm. is the marketing company nick and i work for um is that cut 
brands have to be customer centric. They have to be focused on solving a customer problem. Mm-hmm. And we've arrived at that conclusion, you know, not from intuition. It's it's a data backed position because the data has shown that if a website is answering a customer problem, that website outperforms those that don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, websites that say, hey, we're the best, look at how cool our company is, we've been in business for 50 years, um, those kind of brands don't always perform as well as other brands that say, hey, how can we solve your problem? Mm-hmm. We're here to help. We've been mm-hmm. solving this problem for 50 years, we can help you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because it goes back into what we were talking about, that in today's day and age, you need to be a master communicator. You have to be. Mm-hmm. And so that is like a, a skill that's most often sought for a lot of businesses, right? We want to get someone to come in to be a communication director because you have to be able to really articulate your brand in front of that customer, right? So, hey, we solve this particular problem like what you're talking about. We have to be able to communicate that really effectively and we have to be able to speak to that customer. So it goes mm-hmm. into what we were talking about earlier as far as like culture, Right. So all together, your brand has an experience, whether it's mm-hmm. your culture, the people that are working for you, as well as what people are experiencing of your brand. So it's critical that we really look at aligning what you feel your brand should be with what the culture should be as well. Right. So, yeah, it really has to be articulated between the two. Uh, what would you define as like a culture? So we just talked about branding and what branding is. It's what people perceive about you. But then culture and this is the way i think about culture culture are the values of your team mm-hmm. um and then another another layer of that would be i think that culture is the sometimes the just the feelings that your employees have um so for example if you have poor communication in your culture very quickly uh maybe gossip starts to form amongst mm-hmm. your people maybe your employees who are disgruntled with the leadership start mm-hmm. to complain to each other, take it home after work. And sometimes business owners won't even know the amount of gossip and negativity happening in their culture because they've not created a culture where you're allowed to talk about those things openly. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it clear to their employees that, hey, this is a transparent culture. I care about how you feel and you can communicate that with me. Mm-hmm. A lot of cultures, their leaders don't want that kind of feedback maybe they're on a power trip or Mm -hmm. they don't want to listen to their people. And so they don't allow their employees to vent or Mm -hmm. express the way they feel. And very quickly, the feelings of your people become the perception of your brand. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I, I agree with that hundred percent. And more and more businesses recognize the importance of culture, right? So you, so the reality Uh is for the most part, culture is established by the leader of that organization. Yeah. Uh However, there can be times where whoever is leading that organization can be bogged down with their work, so they're not truly checking the pulse of the culture. So, uh, yeah. so it may not always be that our poor culture is reflective of a poor leader. Right? Yeah. So a lot of businesses are starting to notice, okay, we really have to have our culture dialed in. So you're starting to see this new position pop up, chief happiness officer, mm-hmm. right? Because there needs to be somebody within your office that's really checking the morale of the team. 
making uh-huh. sure that they're adding some levity to the organization, something fun. Yeah. So it's just like here at Digital Blue Beagle, we've actually assigned someone who's in charge of bringing fun to the organization, right? Yeah. Just because there has to be that. There has to be that balance. Because again, for someone who's running a, a business, at the end of the day, it's really about the bottom line for them. So mm-hmm. they're gonna be just in in the numbers, they're gonna be looking at where I'm taking this business, the overall direction of it, and they can sometimes lose sight of the importance of culture. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you really have to have somebody within your organization mm-hmm. that's able to, to constantly have their finger on the pulse mm-hmm. of what's happening within your culture. It's like this theme in movies when um, one day someone wakes up and they find out that they're actually the king of a realm. And um, in a lot of movies, you can watch the character question if they really want all that responsibility. Leadership is the same way. There's a lot of responsibility connected to being a leader Mm -hmm. that a leader might not realize they're responsible for, and they might not even want to do it, right? So Mm -hmm. something we'll continually kind of come back to over this podcast is that, you know, ultimately the leader does determine the tone of the brand. It, It all flows down from the top. And so if a, if a business owner's not very good at communication, they're gonna have to find someone to do that for them, someone to help them. Because mm-hmm. if they don't nail that, it's gonna hurt the brand. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm really excited about getting into some of these tips to really help business owners, right? To be able to, mm. to for them to be able to create the type of culture that really aligns with the value or the vision that they have for their business. Yeah. Because one of the things I definitely would encourage more organizations to start doing uh-huh. is but I see a lot of training around like someone's particular job skills. Or mm-hmm. say if they have leaders in their organization, they, they give them training on leadership. What I would suggest is actually get training on communication. Uh-huh. Right, how to effectively communicate within your organization, how to also listen, right? So that's a key component to to communication that often gets overlooked, right? So, yeah, you know, if you spend time really getting to know the people that are on your team, and, and Gary Vee says this pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Right? He says, uh. <laughs> like, if you really want to boost the morale of your team, sit down with each individual and find out what it is that they want, what, mm. what goals do they want. And really what he's saying is you need to sit down and listen to the people that are in your organization. Yeah. That's a big part of communication. And so it goes into how are you training yourself to be a better communicator? How are you training mm. your leaders to be better communicators? How are you training even your other employees to be better communicators with their coworkers? Because uh-huh. how often do you really work for a company and that's a focus that they have? Like, hey guys, mm-hmm. let's let's spend like this uh, second ha- uh, last part of the day training on communication. Uh-huh. It, it doesn't really happen. At least that's been my experiences with a lot of brands. So here's the thing with like communication is you can never assume that they know where you're coming from. That's right. And you can never assume your employees know what your brand is all about. Mm-hmm. You have to communicate that. And so... If you don't tell your team up front that you can have open, honest communication, they, they might just assume that you don't welcome that, mm-hmm. right? It all starts with setting expectations going into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. that would definitely be the first tip, right? Add that into your culture. Yeah, 
like Fine. open communication mm-hmm. and communicating that we can talk here mm-hmm. and get and find professionals that specialize in communication mm-hmm. that you can hire in doing like a one two day with workshop with your leaders with just the company as a whole to really improve the communication throughout the company. Yeah. It's almost like marriage advice, right? People mm-hmm. hire counselors to help with communication. Well, your employees are no different than your spouse. That's right. You, you have to work with them 40 hours a week. They're basically family at that point. That's right. You yeah. have to learn to talk. No, you're right. And the thing about it is it's like a forced marriage, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because you're joining an organization and you're now working with someone that you didn't necessarily choose to work with. The organization chose that person. Yeah. So now all yeah. of a sudden here I am mm-hmm. with maybe Bob, who I've never known my entire life. Uh-huh. How do we communicate with one another when we don't know what our interests are? We don't know what we're really mm-hmm. like. We don't know what our morals are, right? We don't know what yeah. our beliefs are. So we don't really know how to communicate. And plus, on top of that, we're coming in with our own baggage. Yeah. So uh-huh. if you don't have something in place that allows people to get better at communicating with each other, how can you really expect that a high level of communication in your organization if mm-hmm. you don't put in some type of best practices? Yeah. I know we have other t- tips we want to get to, but um, how would you encourage leaders to approach uh, conflict or negativity how should like employees yeah. work through challenges or, or confrontations in a way that yeah. you know still respects the brand and the, the organization? Well, the first thing I would encourage is never go on longer than twenty four hours if there's tension in your mm. between two people or you have tension with one of your employees. Yeah, you know the first thing you need to do is within that first twenty four hours you really need to sit down and address it with them, and not in an accusatory type of way. You need to first find out what's really going on. So this is where you have to be really good at doing deep dive questions uh-huh. because sometimes it could just be what's going on in that pers- person's personal life that's causing yeah. friction. Uh-huh. It may not be always about you. So it's like as a leader, you have to be willing to set aside your ego and go, maybe it's not about me. Maybe it's something going on in their life. Let's find out what's happening. So you need to first come from a place of empathy. And you say, hey, why don't we just sit down, talk, what's going on? And then you just kind of flesh it out. And what I would also do, too, if it's between you and an employee, again, have that conversation right away. Do more listening than you are talking. Yeah. So once you start finding out what the root problem is, then you can address that and just talk about it and come to a resolution. Yeah. Now, if you're having two employees that are, like, having problems communicating with one another, again, don't let that just fester and become something bigger. Yeah. Like you cannot sit back and go, well, they're going to figure this out. They're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. They're going to resolve the issue. You can't do that as the leader of your organization. You have to tackle these tough situations right off, right when it happens. Yeah. So that's what makes you the leader of the organization is that you deal with tough problems. You deal with conflict. You don't run from conflicts. So that's how you Mm -hmm. set like a tone for your organization. It's like, okay, now there's a conflict. We're going to talk about it right here, right now. Let's go into another room. Never address two people in front of the entire team. Mm -hmm. Right. Because again, once they start seeing that there's like people looking at them and there's an audience, it then can be intensified because someone can be embarrassed. Someone can feel competitive because, well, I want to outshine this person in front of all my peers. Mm -hmm. So you need to actually remove them from that environment and bring them into a, a neutral environment 
where you can just have them talk to one another. So I would have them even sit down, do face to face, so they're actually looking at one another. And as a mediator, you gotta let one person talk at a time. So you can't be like, well, sit down here at the table, you two talk it out. You have to be that, that as a mediator, the person asks again these strategic questions to find out what the root issue is going on for both of them. Mm-hmm. Because there can be something underneath the, the surface that's really happening with both of them that's causing this friction. And a lot of times it's really about miscommunication mm-hmm. that, that's going on with both parties. Yeah. And on top of that, you want your employees to treat each other the mm-hmm. exact same way they're going to treat your customers. That's right. So are you treating your employees? your fellow employee in a way you wouldn't treat your customer. Mm-hmm. Well, if a customer calls and they have a problem, you stop, well, what's your problem? Mm-hmm. How can I solve this for you? I'm, right. I'm here for you. And in your culture, I think your culture has to mirror that exact mm-hmm. same attitude. And that's, that's right. honestly a part of your brand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of what we do at Digital Blue Beagle. I mean, mm-hmm. we address issues right away because we want to have a really great workplace, right? We want people here to be creative, have fun, enjoy their work, mm-hmm. that it shouldn't be a place that's added drama into their life. It should actually be a place that they could come and just relax, get their job done, and of course, enjoy the rest of their life. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Okay. Thank you for listening to Masters of the Brandiverse. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to our channel. In this episode, we talked about how brand and culture relate and how simply communicating your brand values and expectations can radically transform your business. In the next episode, we go deeper into our next tip, sharing how this one tactic can give your employees a sense of purpose, inspiring them to work harder, and boost productivity.